Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Cozy Podcast. Uh, we're here again with our Cozy Podcast Challenge Stories of 2020. And uh, I brought uh, another trainer of mine that I used this year. I uh, helped a lot with my personal growth uh, and development over a really difficult year. Um, so he's a, he's a fitness trainer uh, from the Mississauga GTA area. Um, and uh, he's definitely been hit by this uh, pandemic pretty hard because of the, the requirement to switch to virtual and technology and all this stuff like that. So uh, without further ado, uh, the uh, owner and operator of uh, Optimized Potential Training. Uh, <laughs> this is Tyrone. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Tyrone Edwards, not to be confused with eTalk Tyrone Edwards. I am Tyrone Edwards, the trainer, um, personal trainer as well, uh, youth mentor as well, and, uh, you know, brother, son, father soon, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but, it's, uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's good to have you on here, man. I'm really happy to have you here. Um, uh, like I said, it was you helped me a little bit earlier in the year, and I think um, as a personal trainer in 2020, I think all of you personal trainers have your own story to to give to everybody and kind of uh, let us know what you guys went through because uh everyone went through the ringer this year but I think personal trainers definitely definitely felt it a little harder than most I think uh, what do you uh, what would you say to that Definitely. Uh, and thank you. First off, I want to thank you and appreciate you for uh, reaching out to me and, and having me on as one of, uh, you know, the special guests on this podcast, you know, shout out to Ryan, Ryan Kozak for putting me on. But yes, uh, it's, it's been it's been a tough time for trainers this year. I, definitely. I, as, as it has for, I want to say anyone and everyone in, in any type of work or industry. Um, but for the industry that, that I work in, I definitely have felt it among the community. Um, it has been, it has rocked us to our core and, you know, forced a lot of people to pivot, change, um, adapt. Uh, one of the things that I've, I've said is be like water. And we've had to literally go with the flow uh, that the government guidelines have uh, told us to kind of move around and shape ourselves towards, uh, okay, well, now you can do this and now you can do this. And we've had to kind of move left, right, and up and down in any direction that the government has said. So, and we've done our best. And I know me, myself personally, I've done the best that I've could. And uh, and, and I'm still growing through this. So that's that's the best thing that's that's happened through throughout this pandemic, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I mean, I obviously haven't been um, in, back in the GTA. Uh, I was there back uh, at the beginning of the year, and I, that's actually where we met. Was at the beginning of the year at uh, Temple yep. Fitness Performance, which is uh, the gym that you work at. Um, and uh, I was there for a couple of weeks over the holidays, actually a year ago. And that's actually where you and I um, met. I think we met actually while I was stretching properly, and uh, I was like, "Man, my hips are tight. Can you help me out?" And you're like, "Yeah, no problem. Show me something." And then that was the start of. Uh, 2020 for me was, and then, uh, and then I, you know, I didn't think I'd see you probably for ages because I wouldn't be back to Canada for a while. Um, and then sure enough, the pandemic hits and, you know, brought you on as a trainer. So I know, man, it was really good to meet you this year. I'm really happy that we have you on today uh, to give your story. Um, and, uh, I think again, I think there's a lot of personal trainers out there who already know what they went through and I think they're going to relate to your story. And then hopefully maybe more trainers even want to come on because I think hearing from you guys is, is, is big. Uh, in my personal opinion, uh, the gym, and working out um, is an essential service. It's something that's required for mental health, required for physical health. Um, it's something that took me a while to figure out. Uh, only like, you know, halfway through this year did I realize it's that important to focus on your own personal health and, you know, and mental health. But uh, unfortunately, that's what most people are dealing with this year. So um, let's let's get right into it. Uh, obviously, uh, not, I just wanted to give people a little background on we know each other. But um, inter introduce yourself. I know you just said, so you're, uh, you're Tyrone, you're from the GTA. Where are you from originally? 
Uh, originally from, well, I was born and raised in Canada. Uh, I was born in Toronto, moved out to Mississauga when I was 16, and then moved out to Windsor when I was 22, lived out there for about five years, five, six years, and then moved back to the GTA, Mississauga. Funny thing, actually, you're the third University of Windsor alumni that I will have had in six episodes, seven episodes. I have no idea how that's possible. But Matt, <laughs> Matt Buckner, a yeah. new graduate's coming out right now. His name's Nick Welsh. Okay. I got I got some I got some University of Windsor blood on on my podcast starting off here. That's it. That's it. So that and then tell us a little bit about yourself. So you said um, you said uh, you're a trainer. Um, you said uh, a mentor. Um, so mm. just give us a little bit a background about you. Um, hopefully. I said your, your, your personal training business properly there. And I didn't misspell or miss say anything there, but yeah, give us the spiel on uh, who Tyrone is. Uh, Tyrone is a energetic and very positive person. I feel like I've been a very positive and energetic person from, for a long time. That's, that's how I can always remember myself, uh, having lots of energy, uh, very introspective at times when people don't know about me, I'm very introspective, uh, on myself. And, uh, I've always wanted to improve myself in any type of way and find the best way to, um, to bring up the best in myself. And I always found that, uh, you know, once I bring up, brought up the best in me, then I can bring out the best in others. I know personal training was something that I felt like I was guiding myself towards in my lifetime. Um, I grew up playing sports from the time I was, I can remember my first sport surprisingly for a lot of people was baseball. Um, but I mean, I remember that that was a time when it was, uh, you know, blue Jays were doing well in Toronto. Uh, parents were like, well, what are we going to do? Put them in soccer, put them in baseball. And I, I think they were like, okay, let's go baseball. I went with baseball and and from that time, I said, okay, well, this is awesome. But I always wanted more. So my parents just kept putting me in different things. I loved, I enjoyed playing basketball. Never played in any type of leagues, but I, I really enjoyed it. Dad was a huge fan. Raptors were growing at the time. Again, this is 95, 96. Um, that time I was around nine or 10. And, uh, you know, so going through it. Uh, so there there you go, dating myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. So there you go. Um, and then, like I said, baseball was my first sport, but I always enjoyed career. Karate. My dad would show me karate movies, put those on. I'd get like kind of a mentor student relationship from that. And then, uh, and, and noticing how the, how the, uh, the themes of, of karate movies were, you know, there was always a, a rise to a, a fall. Like, you know, somebody would be at the bottom and they'd be like, man, how do I, how do I better myself? And they would find a master or a sensei and somebody would kind of train them to have that confidence in themselves. Exactly. To build that confidence in themselves and say, Hey, I am, I am more than what I, what I thought I was. I'm, I'm stronger. I'm, I'm smarter. I'm better than what I think I am. And, and they overcame whatever obstacles they had in front of them after going through some intense training with themselves physically and mentally. Um, a lot of barriers that they had to break down in them, in themselves, a lot of things that they had thought of themselves before, um, whether they thought they were a loser, whether they, they didn't think very much of themselves, they didn't think they could overcome certain things. They just had to fight a lot of, uh, the fears and, and train themselves in a way to build that confidence. So, uh, sorry, bringing that back to, to no, no worries, man. You're allowed to get lost. This is, this is your story, man. I want to know who you are. That's the, that's, that's solid. 
So yes, again, this is why, uh, you know, this is a lot of things, what brings me back to training, things that I, I saw growing up and, and noticing that, you know, after a while people would, you know, work really hard. So again, I got into karate, which was a, a very good discipline for me. Uh, I, I learned a lot from that. Um, I learned that I wasn't the best at everything at karate. Karate really humbled me because uh, a lot of times uh, I found myself in positions where um, I would pick up things or learn things very quickly and I would have some some very good talent for things in which um, didn't allow me to try at a young age because I would adapt so quickly to whatever was happening. So I never really thought about what I was doing. I was just like, oh, is that what you're asking me to do? No problem. I can do it. Um, and and then I just got better at things over time. So karate really humbled me in which I was like, I, I wasn't that good. I, I wasn't that great. It, it, could, it wasn't just based off of how physically strong or you were. It was based off of how great you could know the technique, how good you could do the technique. And then when it came to sparring and things like that, it was like, okay, now you have to instinctually, it's not just a, a, a matter of, okay, well, this person's doing this. You have to move like yeah. you know what you're doing. Man, I think karate yeah. actually, I did a bit of Taekwondo and I don't remember if I did karate. Um, fun mm. fact, not many people know this, but my, uh, both of my, two of my family members were actually some of the first black belts in Canada um, wow. in karate. Um, like my my dad was a seventh degree black belt. My wow. uncle was a seventh degree black belt. My uncle was actually the first seventh degree black belt in in karate in in Canada. And that wow. yeah, bit of history in the back, like way way goes way 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 back. But um, it's uh, he yeah he went over to like uh, he went over to like somewhere in Asia. I can't remember if it was China or wherever it was. And he actually mm. got taught by like a, a sensei, and he came back and brought it back. But uh, I never really got into karate. I tried it out because my dad was in it, and um, I tried mm. doing it when I was younger. But um, what I do remember from it was. Uh, uh, the mental, the mental acuity was huge. You know, yeah. like I know it sounds really cheesy, but that's one of the reasons why I like Karate Kid and the new series Cobra Kai um, on Netflix, which actually the new season just came out on the 1st of January. Um, yeah. It's why it resonates so, so well with me because they actually, that's what they're teaching. It's some troubled kids that are having issues with life and whatever. And it just teaches yes. you that like mental acuity, you know, anger, emotions, things like that are so easy to overwhelm you and, you know, lose control. And it kind of just creates like a, a sense of balance and center to everything that you're doing. Um, again, I'm not a, I'm not a karate person, so uh, don't, don't take my words too uh, literally, but uh, that's what I remember and know about karate. So I don't know how truthful that is, but just with your experience with it. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Definitely. I was, uh, I managed to, I worked my way up to first degree black belt um, and uh, finished with that around uh, 15, 16. Um, but again, during that time, I had still been doing other sports. I was elementary school, I did probably every sport under the sun. I did volleyball, basketball, yeah. um, soccer a little bit. Uh, you know, track and field was my main. I, I enjoyed running uh, and entered a track club as well at the same time when I was like 12. Um, noticed how fast I was and, and that was something that I that I loved and, and enjoyed doing was sprinting. Not long distance. I, I did super country. fast. Man, you're super fast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Did cross country at a young age and then realized this is not for me. I remember when I, I started sprint, I want to say maybe the first, probably sprinted the first kilometer and was like, and, is, and, and maybe it's a 3k race. Like, you know, you're, you're in grade six, maybe you're running a 3k, but I remember I sprinted like the first K maybe. Then I'm looking back and I'm like, everybody's coming, like catching up to me. What's yeah. going on? And, yeah. and, I, and I, that's when I realized this is not my sport. I am not meant to just run for a long time. I am meant to go where I'm trying to go get there quickly and finish the 
race and that's it. So with it, with you, with you love and speed as much as you do, is that, um, is that what part of, um, your personal training that you, you like to put focus on when you, when you're training athletes or do you, or, or, or is, or do you like to obviously give them the full spectrum? I like to give them the full spectrum, but to be honest, I love training speed. I feel like that's been one of the favorite things that I've enjoyed about training athletes. It was funny that um, when I when I started personal training, um, my goal was just to only train athletes. My goal, that was my goal. My goal was like, ah, I'm only going to train athletes. I'm going to train the best athletes. And this is what it's going to be for the rest of my life. That's it. And then, um, then I, I remember I was working at a gym. Um, at the gym that I worked at, they said, hey, would you like to train our adult class? I said, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Train the adult class and I loved it. I enjoyed it. And from that moment on, I got hooked. I, I got hooked into, you know, I said adults are to me in my mind, I, I thought I thought of adults just as athletes, just with different goals. And I and I saw them as, as athletes with different goals. And I said, you know what? I can take an athlete, I can take an adult and train them in the best way that they can possibly and say, hey, guess what? I, I still want life to be easy for you. I want, I want you to be able to walk up a stair case and not feel exhausted by the time you get to the to the top floor you know i want you to feel like you can walk go for a walk and not be like oh my gosh or i want you to be able to carry the groceries into your house and not feel like you just lifted a ton of weights like i want life to be easier for you that's what i i believe working out is supposed to do it's supposed to make life easier it's supposed to make you know the the regular things that we do easier it's not supposed to make it oh man i I like i got to do this thing now. And I, I don't know if I want to do it. No. Like if you're going to shovel snow, guess what? You can shovel snow in Canada. You can shovel snow because, Hey, guess what? You've trained your muscles in a way where it's not going to fatigue you so quickly. Just to give some context here. Cause I know yeah. that there, I have some friends in Australia uh, who listen to this. I have some friends who probably haven't ever seen snow or yeah. maybe have only seen snow a couple times, but in Canada, specifically where we're from in the mm-hmm. GTA, snow comes down and it, it stays down. Um, As of, I would say mid to late December, you're guaranteed to have some type of snow on the ground and going into January, February, and even sometimes March, you've got at least, I don't know, I'm trying to put this in some terms that you can understand anywhere from 10 centimeters, six inches, something around those, that lines. I don't know exactly what the measurements are, but it's pretty, we we usually have a good amount of snow and I don't care what you have to say. Once that starts to pile up, um, I remember when I was back home trying to shovel a driveway and you would be like, I'm not going to shovel it today. And then the next day it keeps snowing. And then that evening it's twice as heavy. And then the next day it's three times as heavy. And then I actually had to start being thinking about like, well, I might as well just go shovel it every day and do little bits of weight or else I'm going to actually be doing more work to lift this or whatever. But that being said, sometimes you don't have the luxury. So sometimes you get home from work, you got to wait. And when the snow plow comes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And and I'll say this for those, for, for your, for your friends out in Australia, imagine basically having to shovel sand that is now wet. So now, now you, now you like poured some water. Now it's not like completely completely wet. It's just like a little bit wet and and now it's got some weight to it. So now you have to really push that and and gather all that sand with all that weight and now in that big shovel and now you have to shove it in one area and then you got to go back and do it again for for until your driveway is cleared. 
It was honestly, it, I remember when I did it, it was like, um, we're digressing slightly, but obviously as a Canadian, we have to talk about shoveling snow. I'm yeah. not shoveling snow right now and I'm loving every damn minute <laughs> of it. I uh, we, We've had snow on the ground here, but usually it melts because I'm right by the lake. So okay. everybody who's like maybe a five, 10 minute drive north of me has snow. I ain't got nothing, you know? So I just go walk down to the lake. I'm fine, whatever. I think we're going to end up with snow in the next few weeks. But anyways, yeah, you lift it. I remember that I had to like create like a bit of a pulley system with like my arm and just literally like I would just be this robot because the only way to do it was to get into a rhythm of understanding which you know because and the lifting with the legs and all of this stuff and it, it just goes to show you like and I, I know there's a lot of people out there who probably doesn't have don't have like personal trainers and things like that but a lot of these very key functional skills are obviously very important but um anyways yeah. that that's that's who that's who you are is uh, a personal trainer and obviously we're going to get into a talk that we get into a bit of a digression about like, lifting and you know functional training in that yep. but uh but that's one of the reasons why i love chatting with you it's uh it's always about uh it's always about health and fitness basically that's that's what you do right yeah. um but um so then yeah so obviously we have a good idea of who you are mm-hmm. but how was your 2020 brother like how was uh obviously obviously this year has been crazy i think we had no expectations that it could even be like this and then march hit and then the lockdown and then from there trying to figure out what normal was trigger words obviously there was a few things going on there. Uh, we had things like uh, BLM, uh, a lot of virtual and tech technology and stuff like that. Um, I know that I know that also a, a big event happened later in the year, which we'll let you get to. But uh, walk us through from the beginning. Tell us how the beginning of the year started, um, how your 2020 started rolling, and then just give us an idea of how you're feeling throughout that time. I want to say like everybody else, everyone 2020 started hopeful. <laughs> like anyone, like like every new year, it always starts off hopeful. Um, when we heard about COVID-19, it was off. It was, it felt like it was so far. It felt like it was because it was at, at the time, you know, I mean, the world is small, but it still felt so far away from us. It felt like it felt like it wasn't going to come here. It felt like it wasn't going to make it here. It felt like it was just going to be where it was. And, um, you know, uh, so I was just, you know, doing what I was doing. I was training in in the gym where we'd met and uh training athletes um trying to prepare myself for what 2020 was going to hold um little did i know that uh, a few months later that things were going to lock down uh shut down and uh and that was just i want to say what three months into the year uh we shut down in uh march i think yes march because um funny thing i was running a uh a speed camp um because like i said i was running a, a speed camp for youth athletes at the time and i remember putting that out for march break and saying, hey, we're going to do the speed camp. Here it is, March break. Boom. Had my signups, had uh, had a handful of kids sign up, which was fine enough for me at the time because I was like, okay, great. Um, at least people want to train and people want to be out here. Guess what? Um, guess what? That's going to grow next year. I'm always optimistic and hopeful for the next thing. Got to plan it. To, Got to plan it. Great. All right. So now I'm running this camp and I remember halfway through that camp, uh, we hear the government and they're like, yeah, gyms are shut down. And I'm like, okay, gyms are going to shut down next week on, I think Wednesday and and I've already been through a week of the camp and I think I owed the kids I think uh five more yeah about three five or five more sessions something like that so we got up to uh, a week and a half because we shut down on the Tuesday and I remember in my head saying okay this is gonna be nah this is only gonna last maybe a month max we'll be back in the gym no problem see you guys soon still felt like at that time my heart was was about to break I, I still felt like I was gonna leave the gym and and that's like 
like my second home. I'm there more than I'm at my house. Um, and, you know, being at the gym was like, great. You know, not only am I training clients, I'm around great people. I have a great atmosphere. I meet good people. I meet people who are dedicating themselves towards something that they all want. Um, whatever their goal is, they, they have something in mind. And shoot, lo and behold, that that one month lasted a little longer. Gyms were shut down uh, right through to August, I want to say. Yeah, right through to August. Really? Yeah. Gyms were shut down right through to August. Um, I remember they were shut down March, mid-March, and you were not allowed into a gym until August, I think, first, right after the uh, long weekend uh, for Canada, right after there was a long weekend right around that time in Canada. Um, so it was that August. So people were allowed in with uh, with the guidelines that the government had set um, with a certain amount of people being in the gym, um, space being in the gyms. And uh, my gym at Temple Fitness, uh, my gym owner, uh, Jason Chuck, had uh, basically did every guideline he could um, set up plexiglasses for separation, set up uh, lines for walking, um, one way directions, uh, set up a uh, scanning system that when you walked into the gym, you either you got your temperature from the scanner, um, you would scan your phone in and uh and scan a qr code and then sign your name that you were in the gym today so that's your attendance for the gym your name your email um so that any type of information that came out in terms of saying we were close contact or someone anything like that we would already know who was in the gym at that time or day all those stipulations were set and made spray spray bottles sanitized everything was there and you know people were back into the gym and feeling confident about having to run by the guidelines and everything and we were ready so we adapted in that way now, I'm going to pause from that point and go backwards. Yeah, I was going to say, because we have to go back to what you had to do during the actual pandemic period. Like, obviously, that was for the setup up on exit, um, which I, I came back, you know, and when I was back, everything was closed, I think, uh, yeah. was in uh, June and July. And that yeah. was the same thing for me. My my gym was closed until about August. And then by the time I got back in September, August, September, I went back to the gym. But uh, yeah, tell, tell us, tell us about what, what did you have to do for the beginning of the pandemic? So myself, um, what I had to do is funny. I, I just come off run, uh, helping out with a city shred that was in February and city shred is a big, uh, community event that involves, um, that involves a lot of personal trainers, um, public, uh, a PR team that, that basically organized this event. And we had thousands of people there and it was one of the biggest events and it was so great to have all those people there. And then, you know, February and then March hits and we're shut down. So now how I'm adjusting is what's the weather like first off? Cause they said, okay, guess what? Everything shut down. It was ghost town. It, the weather was cold. It was still pretty chilly outside. You didn't want to go outside. It was still about, you know, five degrees, maybe 10 degrees max, but you didn't want to be outside. Um, and if it was a lucky day, you got to go outside to, to do anything. But I'll tell you this, everyone was scared. At the lockdown time, everyone was scared. No one wanted to go out unless they had to go for groceries. Um, everyone was shut down. Everyone was at home. Um, I, personally um went out because i felt like i needed to needed to get some time some air so i was training outside myself i was running up hills um but there was no one outside um my fiance and i were, were running up hills we were doing our exercises outside there's no one else there's no one else out there it was it was insane it was like a ghost town i've never seen the city of mississauga or any other place like this like it was and it was scary because no one wanted to go outside no one wanted to be around other people no one wanted to interact because 
because we didn't know what COVID was like. We didn't know what it could do. We thought it was on surfaces. Everyone was washing hands where I was wearing gloves while doing push-ups on the ground. So I wouldn't have to, um, you know, take anything off. So I'd have to wash my hands or sanitize again. Um, but as a trainer for my work, I had to adjust. I, I The first thing I thought of was I'm going online. I have to go online. I, I, I didn't second guess it. I said, I'm going online. As soon as I saw people doing live workouts on Instagram, I was like, oh, okay, I'm doing a live workout on Instagram. Did a couple of live workouts on Instagram. Got invited again by City Shred to do some live workouts as well for them. And I was like, this is great. Of course, I'm going to do live workouts for you guys. That just makes sense. Um, because I, I understood what, what it working out was going to be. I, I, I remember I called my, sorry, I called my clients and said, hey, um, we're not going to be able to go train in the gym. Uh, we can do Zoom sessions. I remember I purchased my Zoom membership, um, monthly membership said, okay, great. Now I'm going to be training people on Zoom. Purchase my Zoom membership. I can train people on Zoom or via FaceTime. So those are the two options. Great. Called all my clients, the ones that that said, yeah, we'll, we're going to, we'll do it. We'll see how it goes and, and perfect. And it was, I had a great response. It was almost all, or if not all of my clients, if I recall back then that had said, yeah, let's do online training. And then some were just like, okay, we're just going to wait until the gyms come back and we'll see in, in a little bit. And I said, no problem. You know, I'll keep you in mind. And I did, I kept them in mind and said, Hey, you know, it doesn't look like anything's changing. Uh, after that month, after that first month of lockdown, didn't look like anything was changing. I said, Hey, would you like to train outside? So now we're into now I want to say April. Yeah. So now we're in April and I said, Hey, we can train outside, which was still an option at that time. Cause we could still keep distance our social distance and train outside. And that worked. Um, so the kids that I had from my March break camp, I said, Hey, I owe you some sessions. Would you like to come back and we can train outside? I can give you those sessions. Perfect. That worked. I had online clients that I said, Hey, let's do this. We're going to train online. But here's the thing. What equipment do you have at home? Um, if this is going to be a body weight workout, now I have to design something that's going to be able to get you to work your back, work your core. I think it just ha is halted there. Let's see if there's a bit of a delay. Where, 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 where were you? You were just met. You just finished mentioning. Yeah. So I was, I was talking about equipment. Yeah. So go on. So you basically, you had to, you had to discuss with people and you had to find out what, equ what equipment they were, they were have. So, uh, sorry, you said that they either, what equipment do you have? And then from there? Yeah. Yeah. So what equipment do you have? So I remember even, uh, even luckily enough when we connected again, um, to train, I remember one of the things was like, I said, Hey, what do you have? Do you have any soup cans? Do you have any bands? Or what are, what's the bare minimum that you have? What's the space that you have? Like, um, I, and I'm always like, Hey, can I get a, a little quick little videos pan of, uh, of your area so that I can have an idea of what we can work with. So I can say, Hey, if you're going to do shuffles, you can do two shuffles instead of like five shuffles and come back, you know? Um, and, and I had a, I had a, I was working in a condo at the time. Um, so I didn't have very much space in the area in my condo living room that I was going to be doing shuffles or, or, you know, running around or sprinting. But I was saying, Hey, whatever space that you have, do the best that you can with the, what you have. Um, if you can only do two shuffles, instead of three, do your two shuffles. That's not a problem. Um, so we were just, like I said, just kind of feeling out what, what online training was going to be like, uh, especially for, uh, for myself, for my clients. Um, especially I was lucky enough to have you as one of my first, uh, I would say online training clients, um, especially from a, as far as you are from me right now. Um, it was, it was definitely a fun experience. It was definitely a learning experience because I know I had to, I took a lot from a lot of trainers that were training online now and, and, you know, finding different ways to work different muscles and, and saying, Hey, we're not going to just sit down and just say, okay, we're done. No, every, a lot of people were able to find a way and uh, make it work and adjust.
I think for me, the biggest, the biggest difficulty was that transition. I wasn't a big gym goer in general. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the difficult things is if you're not somebody who enjoys the gym and then all of a sudden you're turning your home into your gym, it's a merge of environments. And I think that was one of the biggest things for me was the fact that my desk and my workout space are visible from each other. And the problem with what that, obviously you're, you're, you're stuck with what you have. I live in a, you know, my bedroom living room is 40 meters squared. Don't know what that is in square footage. Have no idea. But, uh, uh, that so I don't have much space to deal. I had enough space. Like we made it work with what we had and I, there was definitely room. Um, and since actually I've reorganized my room so I can have more space, uh, very interestingly enough, not necessarily so I can run wider, but more space visually. And like when I'm, so that way I can have that ability to kind of do sit-ups and shit like that. Just because so like, especially even like yoga and stuff, like I haven't really done much yoga, but like just kind of having that space to kind of stretch and whatever before I go to bed. But anyway, yep. so yeah, I, 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 we trained and I remember a lot of the times I was like, oh man, I can't do this. I can't do that. And it was very frustrating because you had this mind from work. You had to just shut off work, go directly into gym. And sometimes it was just really hard to kind of teach your brain to make that switch. Whereas I think some people have that trigger like I am where it's like the minute I walk out the door, I'm in run mode. The minute I walk in the gym, I'm in gym mode. The minute I walk in the kitchen, I'm in cooking mode. But then when you kind of merge those into all of the same, they all kind of happen at the same time, but you're doubling them up in the same room, it kind of does make it difficult. So, uh, I definitely, you know, I, I remember it was, I, I thank you for helping me with that training, but I remember I was whining a lot and I was, you know, trying to, trying to say, man, like, this is too difficult. I got to stop. And it's like, bro, just keep going. And I think that was kind of like, that was the beginning of my personal development journey of 2020, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, man, I can't, I can't imagine how it was on your end. And I'll say this, uh, like exactly what you're saying, that displacement just felt displaced. You felt like wherever I was, this does not feel like where I'm supposed to be. Um, I want to be in the gym. I want to be doing the things that I can in the gym. But guess what? You had to make the most of it in, in, in that situation. So I know for myself, I it was almost like I had to literally flip a switch in my brain to say, hey, I'm in the gym now. I like when I'm when I'm on camera training a client or training a, a bunch of people on on a city shred zoom or sorry, a city shred, uh, a workout, guess what? I'm giving them all I got. <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm working out with them because I want them to feel that I I'm giving you as much energy as you're giving me. And, and we're going, we're having this back and forth exchange and, and you can tell that I'm all in this. So I did not even think twice. Like I, I couldn't see people, but I, I was like, man, I hope they feel that energy from me. I hope they they're getting everything that they can from me and, and seeing that I'm giving them all I got. And you even when I was training you, I was like, I hope you can feel what I'm trying to give you and, and, and see what we're trying to build towards and, and just, you know, understand that when we flip that switch, cause now we're working out, you're not like, this is not what you're, you're not thinking, Oh, I have to go do this thing. I, I need you locked into that moment. I need you in the moment. I need you thinking about staying present for us right now. And for what your goal is going to be, because if we're not present, then that's when you're like, Oh man, this does not feel like this. Then you start thinking about, more things and then what you don't have and and that just keeps spiraling down and turning into that snowball effect and and then we just then then once you've lost it we've lost it
Man, I, I, I mean, but I'm an energy guy. So to be honest, I think somebody like you, um, you know, Jason as well, uh, uh, JC, and uh, even a couple other trainers that I've had, uh, like my uh, Matt, Matt Buckner, he's an energy too. He has his own kind of, obviously he has his own swag on it. I think Matt does, but he has an, a high a high level energy that I just love. I love bouncing off. I think it's also, it's also, I mentioned it to Matt. It was like, I think it's athletes. You know, I have this, I have this inner athlete that lives inside of me. And I think that's why I relate so well with, you know, personal trainers and, you know, past athletes and, you know, people that are in the sport industry. That's why I would love working in sport and events is because the people I run into are people that were, were born and raised up on sport. And then they realized I am not an athlete. So I, I'm going to go in a different avenue. So there's that energy. I think we're all on that same level. So I, that, I think that was the best thing about me and you, uh, you know, you're a very high level energy. It always kept me amped and ready to go. And even those days where I was like, bro, I'm feeling like a three, you know, I don't want to do any workout. You're still like, come on, man, come on. You're like, God, this guy needs to just shut up and just let me be lazy. Um, but no, man, I loved it. I loved having you on uh, as a personal trainer. And I think it really helped me in the middle of the year. But um, but yeah, and then obviously, uh, you know, middle of the year obviously was a bit difficult. There was some high, you know, there was some high level crap that went on in the middle um, around the pandemic time at the end of the pandemic, some, you know, con- from conspiracy theories to Black Lives Matter to, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, it, I f- following it from this side of the world and Switzerland yeah. was very interesting because I felt like I was watching reality television, but it sounds so bad to say that because it was like, it's real stuff that's going on in my yeah. hometown and my home country. Obviously, the United States is more sectioned about it. But um, so how was the middle of your year? Like, how do you feel just about the middle of the year? Because I know that that was a was a bit of a sensitive time. Sorry, I didn't mention it, but obviously you're a black male. And I think everybody who's just listening to audio uh, on audio, they obviously can't see you. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, give it maybe tell us what your culture is and that kind of how you felt about that time. Uh, well, I am Jamaican. Uh, parents were born in Jamaica and uh, moved here when they were young. Uh, I'd say my parents, my mom was probably 10 years old. My dad was maybe, uh, yeah, around the, around the same age. Um, but then that, and I was born and raised here in Canada. Um, so, and, but I have relatives all over. I have relatives in, in the States. I have relatives in Switzerland. I have relatives in Sweden, in, in Jamaica, you know, all over the world, literally. And um, to be honest, it was, it was dealing with the Black Lives Matter was was emotionally draining, uh, seriously emotionally draining, um, scary for I want to say my uh, future, and I want to say that based on wondering what future you know my future kids would have. Um, thinking of that, um, a thought where you know just being myself was something that I had to fear instead of just instead of just saying okay, well I am who I am and no one cares, right? I could just look at anyone else and just be like, okay, that's that's a person that's a person that's a person but someone would look at me and be like they're not a person i don't i don't consider you a person i don't consider you on the same level as me i don't consider you in the same realm as me i i consider you lower than anything i would ever imagine and i was like i i can't imagine having that kind of thought frame of thought for any one person and looking at someone and saying i don't like you to a point where i would just cause you bodily harm and not treat you like a person yeah uh and I was just, I was just, I was just going to say, and then like, obviously I think one of the biggest things, uh, cause I don't want to put too much, I don't want to put too much energy in this area because it was a very tough time of the year. Um, but I, I think it's important for people to know, you know, you, you, where you, where you're from. And at this time of the year, I think it was important that a lot of people were, they're figuring out who they were. And I think one of the things that, you know, it, that was difficult to be, unfortunately was, uh, a black female or male or non-binary or however you identify mm-hmm. uh, to, to be of different skin color during this period of time. I mean, even if you're an 
immigrant or indigenous or whatever, you know, you were just under as much scrutiny. I think the the terminology came to be was uh, a BIPOC, a BIPOC. Yeah. So, yep. um, but was it uh black, uh, black indigenous? Yeah. What was it again? I can't remember. Black indigenous person of color. Person of color. Black yeah. indigenous person of color. And like, it's just, no, anyways, it was just in, in, incredible during this time period to kind of be dealing with that. And I think it's just, what it did is it pulled open the carpet, like lifted the carpet and showed everybody that we haven't, we haven't cleaned under the carpet in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's going on that we can't see that is happening in different areas. You know, you know, I know, you know, I, I and I, I don't like to bring this topic out because it gets too like controversial, but like, you know, with police and stuff like that, I don't think anybody's against the police uh, or I hope there aren't people out there against it. I think it was just the fact that we are trying to bring awareness to the fact that, you know, there are, there are people that aren't being treated properly, whether you can or cannot see it. Um, they are, they are happening and it's happening. So um, I'm, I, I'm, ha- I'm happy that you're here to kind of give that perspective as well. Um, but I definitely want to move on from that fact. So any final thoughts, I guess, on that, that you kind of wanted to put out there, I guess. Final thoughts for, for me, like I said, it was a very emotional time, especially emotionally draining. Um, I even felt a lot of anger towards it because it was one of the things that I was like, well, that could have been me. That was always like one of the things that I that I said, well, what if I was that person in America at that time? Or yeah. that could have been me, really? Um, but, you know, one of the things that I did, I did, I did a fundraising. I did a fundraiser. I raised um, a little bit of money for during, like for two weeks, I gave classes that were donation related um, on my, on my my Zoom classes. And I said, Hey, I'm going to donate all this money to Black Lives Matter. Um, I, and that was it. So I, I, I did, I, I marched when there was a march. I, I did the little and least that I could. What I did isn't going to bring the life back. What what a lot of people have, have done isn't going to bring life back. But you know, it's always about the future. And, and we're thinking about future generations. We didn't live, I, I wasn't around when my parents had to go through uh, anything in the 60s, 70s, or 50s, or my grandmother had to think about. I, I wasn't around for that. But to think Think of those times when, yes, obviously it hasn't been that long since we've, you know, all come together, which still feels like, you know, those waves are still kind of still washing over us and we're still trying to get used to those things happening. It's, it's, it's unbelievable and crazy to believe that, you know, we're still some of, there are still some people in that mindset of hate, but uh, with all that being said, it, it did also bring the community together to a point. It did show how many people there are, you know, for that BIPOC uh, you know, that the, the, you know, and, and it just made, it made me feel good to know that and to see that, but it, no one wants, no one wants to see gestures. We want to see action. Action is, is what really is going to make the move. The, the gestures are nice, like saying you're going to do something or, or doing certain things, but we want to see action. We want, like, we want to see change happening. Yeah, man, I, I I know that there was I, there was one major thing that came out. Of, I can't find it right now. I was just trying to think about the the rapper. What's his name? Um, excuse me. Yeah. Um, what was it? Ice something ice. He just came out with like a list. I forget. I can't remember what it is top of my mind, but like it was a list of like things, uh, actions that needed to be done by the government to change laws in the government in the U in the U S to actually make probably, things happen. Probably ice cube. Yep. Ice cube. And that was ice cubes, like list. Hold on. I'm just going to say list. Yep. Uh, and I, I remember, oof, can I, I hope I'm hoping I can find it as quickly as I had it, but mm-hmm. I, I remember it was like a list of actions, uh, for, for BLM and he black lives matter protesters, We'll quickly see if I can get this quickly enough. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I don't know if you remember it or if you know of it. No, I don't know of it. Sign. Oh, here it is. Pol- politicians. 
Contract with Black America. So it's called Ice Cube's Contract with Black America. Um, and it was basically, he released a video titled What's In It For Us, mm. demanding politicians sign the contract with Black America before they get the support of the Black vote. So it was in anticipation of the end of it. But anyways, what I, what was crazy about it, it was uh, he actually put a lot of the words and the ideas mm. onto paper. So mm. it was quite, uh, for re- people re- interested in that, definitely check that out. I thought it was quite interesting. It gave me a good perspective on what exactly is still out there that's preventing, you know, people of, you know, black, indigenous and people of color from moving forward uh, yeah. and just give it a read and give it yourself your own opinion. I think at the end of the day, this year is about your own kind of opinions. Obviously with conspiracy theories, we let all opinions be heard. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm really glad that we could kind of touch upon that, but, uh, I, I really appreciate you kind of giving a little bit of an idea on that. Um, but yeah, so then, and then you went into the later the end in the year, as you said, social, so social measures came out. Uh, so like, sorry, the, uh, social mitigation measures for gyms and stuff like that. You mentioned that your gym put in a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, plexiglass and spray and stuff like that. So recently you've been training uh, at the latter half of the year, you were able to train a little bit more. And then so from I there, was, yeah, so sorry. I was, I, yeah, no problem. So I was training outside. Um, I had a decent flow. I was, I ended up starting to train teams as well outside. Um, everyone was just like, okay, well, we can train outside. So that's great. So we can do that. Um, so I was like full sprint gung ho. Let's go. Let's train outside. Um, um, and everyone was okay with that. And we trained as hard as we could outside. And, and I had clients that were in the gym. I still actually, I still had, I had clients that were online that were like, okay, we're going to stay online. I have one client literally that I still train today that I was training from March online to right through the year online. We have not met at the gym um, or even outside. We've just been training online. Um, I have another client that, excuse me, basically I went from online, excuse me, that I took from online and ended up training outside as well because now we can be in person now you know i can also i was i also had managed to buy some equipment um so that i can travel to my clients you know wipe it down do all i had to do here you go now you can use the equipment use the equipment wipe it down afterwards put it in the car like there was a whole process with with having equipment and being able to move it and moving it towards my clients so we were training outside right through the summer which was awesome and then the gyms opened up and now had clients that were like uh well i don't want to train in the gym. And I said, you know what? That's fine. We'll still train outside. I also had clients that were like, I need to go to the gym. And I said, okay, great. We're going to go to the gym. So we did go to the gym um, and we just made it work. And honestly, it was, it was such a, a great time and a busy time for myself because being outside and training outside and then training in the gym a little bit, training, doing classes um, and still doing it online. It was like a nice little balance. Cause like I would come home, I would come home, train, not train, online, go outside, train outside, go to the gym, train at the gym. And it was a nice little triangle that I had going. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was very crazy. It was a, a very busy time. I remember you mentioning actually at the beginning when we first chatted a little, a little bit. Um, you mentioned you no know, that you would have to you, you ha- actually because of that you had to manage your time and diversify your time a lot differently, like you just said, because of all the different types of training. It kind of made things a little bit more difficult because you had to kind of like you said. I think you even mentioned in our chat that um, that uh, you were spreading. You had to be very careful about not spreading yourself too thin because of the amount of different things that could be going on at the same time. I know for myself, you know, I find that if I think too much about too many things at the same time. I kind of feel like my my brain is too busy and I get nothing done. So I wonder kind of from a, a personal trainer's perspective from your side, you know, how is how is that adapting to that? Because that's obviously something new for a trainer to have to have so many different variable ways of training clients. 
So it was funny because now I'm coming up with plans. So my planning days are, are Saturday, Sunday after all the training's done, um, training myself as well. Um, so my planning day, Saturday, Sunday. So those are days where I get a chance to like, okay, what did we, what did I go through with my clients? What did we do this whole week? Um, it, it's a chance to review. Okay. What did we do this whole week? Did I have to adjust or change anything in my client's program? Was there something that I had to focus on a point that I had to focus on because they just weren't getting it? So looking at that and then looking at the list of people and things that I had to change or adjust because of COVID, because of workouts, because of not having equipment, because of because they were in the gym or not in the gym. Now I was like, oh my gosh, like how much time am I actually giving of myself to one traveling now? Because now I'm I'm about I'm outside. So if I'm outside, what time am I traveling to go to that client outside, then traveling to another client outside, then traveling back home to train someone online, then traveling outside again to go to a gym, I was almost spreading myself so thin that I was getting exhausted. Um, I was so exhausted, at, I want to say, a lot of the times because I know I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't sleeping right. I, I you know, cut my sleep hours. Um, so sleep was one a very important thing for me. When I sleep well, I, I do everything else well. I, I know for myself. I didn't, I never, actually, that's really funny that you mentioned that because one of the biggest changes that I've made in December, which I've noticed my mindset and ability to focus and concentrate um, and accomplish things in a day improved incredibly since improving upon my sleep. Actually, um, it was with um, with Jacob uh, from Tempo Fitness Performance as well, um, who has his, uh, his Transform personal training. And him and I got going for, I think, about a month. And the biggest things he did at the beginning was, no, let's, okay, let's fix your sleep. When you going to bed and I'd be like, oh, sometimes this time, sometimes this time. But then uh, he had me download like a sleep time. And now what actually I have going since that, um, you know, Jacob's not training him anymore. Any me, me, sorry, Jacob's not training me anymore, but I still use that same sleep time app and I set it before I go to bed. What I've actually added now is I light a candle at 9 p.m., which signifies to me it's darker, it's dimmer. My brain for like light obviously starts to see less light. And then it's also my way of signifying to myself it's wind down time. It's bedtime, you know, so I do a bit of yoga, do a little bit of meditation with Headspace. Shout out actually on Netflix. I know I'm calling out Netflix twice on this already. Um, the Headspace just came out with uh, a series on um, on Netflix that started this uh, today, actually, or yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically brings you into meditation in the middle of an episode, which is crazy. But um, yeah, I, I, but anyways, I, I that's what I normally do before bed now. And, mm-hmm. I, and then I sleep, I go to bed by 10, I'm up by six or seven. If I delay a little bit and I go to bed at 11. It's not mm-hmm. always great, but at least I get some sleep. So I completely agree with you. Sleeping has been massive for productivity. So yes. it's good to hear that for you, it was actually, it was, it was the same. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, my, my fiance would be saying, Hey, are you like, what time are you going to bed? What time are you waking up? And I was going to bed at God awful times and waking up too early. And, you know, um, it, it, I felt like growing up, it was an old thing. Oh, you sleep when you're dead. And oh, you just gotta work, 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 hustle, 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 hustle hard. I'm like, yeah, you know, and I fed into it, bought into it. Nah, nah, I gotta go hard. I gotta, I'm only alive at the nighttime. So I gotta put in the work and, and I gotta do more. No, I was, I was making myself over anxious, just trying to, trying to keep up with, with this ideal that I thought was supposed to be what I was supposed to be, um, not living up to my true self and, uh, and basically just making myself just go doing things with fear. And the fear had just pushed me to force things to happen. It was like, Oh, well, you know, this person's doing that and this person's doing that. And, and, you know, Instagram, love it, hate it. 
it, it's a tool. Use it for what you need to use it for. Don't be used by it, which a lot of us are. But, you know, I love the ability to be able to see a lot of people doing things. But that also became a curse for me because now I'm seeing a lot of people doing things that I'm not doing. And I took that personally instead of learning from what they're doing. I was like, I'm not doing enough. And seeing that made me want to stay up to try to catch up, which made no sense because I was on my own path, not on their path. But I think I think what's interesting as a personal trainer, though, is that especially you, you're surrounded and you're so it's just looking at it from myself. I didn't have much yeah. of a comparison. I would be looking yeah. at maybe some of you and stuff like that, but I didn't really have much of a comparison for you as this personal trainer. You know, you have your fellow personal trainers next to you that are basically competing for the same airspace as you mm -hmm. in the same industry, doing the same things. And you're like, you're looking over and you're like, you know, we're all competitive, but we're all, you know, on the same team. But at the same time, you're also looking over and you're like, well, whoa, they're doing that so well. So I'm sure the comparison process process, which we don't want to be comparing. Like you said, you want your own journey, your own path, but it's so easy, you know, to be pulled into that way. So I think the personal trainers have even more of a mental acuity because you guys have to look after your own health, but also after other people's health, which is crazy. Uh, you, you guys are shouldering some of the burden of our, you know, difficulty. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's it, personal training is almost like bartending in a way, you know, you're listening to kind of, I remember you guys actually vented to both you and JC about like a bunch of stuff. You guys were my therapist, my trainer my uh, relationship coach, my, you know, everything. So it was, you know, a personal trainer can end up being a lot more than just straight fitness and straight. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it was really helpful. And I'm glad that I had you guys there to help it out. But uh, it's good to hear that there was, there's a human underneath the guy who's actually just, per, you know, personal training. Cause I think a lot of people think you guys are just invincible with some of the stuff that you guys do. And, and that's the funny thing. Like physically, I love, I love what I can do. Um, mentally, I know my, my, my toughest battles are mentally. And, and I know that because for myself, um, you know, finding that motivation or I, I just, I, I was recently and, and remember, so I told you one of my starting training things was watching karate movies and seeing the relationships between that. So secondly, the new karate movies for kids, I want to say have become anime. So been watching the sports anime. I, I, I say, and, uh, and I, and one thing I noticed there was a character in it who basically said, um, obviously, and, and we know this motivation is, is obviously fleeting. One thing that the character said, the way he got to where he got to is through habit, through making the things in his life, just normal tasks. After that, it was like, okay, well think about that. You wake up, we brush our teeth, we eat cereal and we don't second guess it. We, that those are habits for, for us. We eat our breakfast is what I mean. We, we wake up, brush our teeth, eat your breakfast or not you know, you fast if you have to, but we're drinking water. Those are things we do habitually and we don't second guess it. So if you want your success to resemble that, should not your, the things that you do towards your success be habitual as well? Should, should you not get up and put yourself at least one step forward to the goal that you're working towards? So in thinking of that and seeing that, you know, making my sleep an actual habit, a routine, something that I can actually make and see grow, just like my workouts, my workouts became, become a habit so that they're not sporadic and all over the place and you don't have a direction and guide to where you're trying to go. Um, having that in my mental made everything that I do so much easier because now these things are now a habit and not just, oh, well, I 
guess I'll, I'll work out today. I think I feel pretty good to do that. Or uh, maybe I'll push it off to tomorrow and maybe I'll, maybe I'll work on my uh, programming today. And uh, you know, if I, if I don't, then I'll just show up and uh, throw, throw a, a workout at somebody and maybe they'll, they'll get some gains from it. No, yeah. if it's not habitual for yourself, how, how am I going to help people make it habitual for themselves? Yeah. How am I going to keep them accountable for their lives, for their health, for their workouts? If I'm not accountable to me um, yeah. and if I, and it's literally a reflection of myself sometimes on, on my, on my clients, sometimes, uh, sometimes if, if that connection isn't there, then it, it, then that connection does not reflect. So, but for the times that that connection is there, guess what, what you do for yourself is going to reflect on your clients. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a, it's been a crazy year. Um, and I think, I think, uh, I appreciate you kind of coming on here and telling about that. Um, obviously we're going it, to, it, it's, I think we've been on here for a little bit and it, it, we've gotten some serious conversation, but, uh, it's kind of, I think it's easy to kind of get caught up in talking about bettering yourself and getting into that, that type of discussion. Um, but just kind of to tie off the, you know, 2020 for you, um, you also had, you had some, some recent good news as well. You got, uh, married in September, you said, as we mentioned, alluded yeah. there for a minute. So that was a, that was a great, that was a great end to the year. So tell us about the end of the year, you know, getting, getting married and then, uh, and then tell us, you know, leading into 2021. Now you must be, you must have some idea of what you want to do in 2021. So like, what, what are your goals and aspirations for 2021 as well? So again, I'll, I'll, I'll start off by the, with the engagement because, so we got engaged in, uh, June, uh, last year. So sorry, not last year, June, 2019. Um, we had planned to get married. Now take this in March, <laughs> March 28th. That was the original wedding date, March okay. 20, 2020. Okay. Right. So now remember things are locked down in March 15th ish. Yeah. So, so we're like, okay, we'll, we'll just move, move the wedding date. Guess what? Moved it back into, I think we moved it back to July or June. Uh, yeah, June 28th. We moved it back to June 28th. So we're like, okay, cool, great. You know, things will be open by then. Maybe we'll see what happens. Um, moved it again to January. January, uh, I think January 30th uh, for 2021. Because we're like, okay, maybe we'll, maybe things will be good then. Now we hear the place shuts down. Oh, wow. Yeah. They send us a letter. They take our deposit 30%. We're out 30% deposit. No. We're out that money. Yeah. Wife is is my, my fiance at the time is just livid. Like they send us a letter basically saying, yeah, here, we took your deposit. There's nothing we can do. They shut down. We're like, what the heck? We lost out on that money. What, but how, why, why, why would they take deposit and then at least not offer you something in the new year? Uh, well, so they had gone bankrupt, didn't let anyone know, uh, and just kind of took all the money, took all the money from what? anyone else that, that had deposits. They, and this was all last minute cause we got a letter from them and then they had shut down and we saw the letter. The letter was, I think, postdated, uh, for, I think, uh, March 30th, but we had received it like in April sometime. Yeah. Cause we were on the phone with them at, at on these times telling them, Hey, we want to change the Like, Hey, like, cause we don't think this is they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, you're no problem. Whoa. Yeah. So do you, out of curiosity, do you feel comfortable saying what, what the company was? Um, yeah, of course. Destiny Banquet Hall. But I mean, if you could find them. So Desti Destiny Banquet Hall in? In Vaughn, in Vaughn. That is like, if there's anybody who's seeing this and like knows, you know, cause like that's absolute crap. Like there must be some way to get your reparations or something like that. I know that you can't just have a company go bankrupt, but I guess you can. I mean that, but like anyway, so then from there, so from there, obviously you decided for something else. 
Um, yeah, we, we did our best and we, we looked around, we looked at a couple of places and there was one place that, uh, that basically met our guidelines and met everything. Um, and, and we found uh, a hall to, you know, have our wedding. Um, at the time you were only able to have a hundred people outside. Um, and I think 50 people inside were the guidelines at that time. Right. Um, so I think we had scheduled, um, we found a hall, we scheduled it for outside. We were one of the handful of weddings that they were hosting outside. This outside was new for them um, based on obviously COVID and everything. So uh, so we scheduled for September 26th. Um, we ended up getting married September 26th. Congrats. Thank you. Had 100 people there. Um, it was the weather was beautiful. Everything turned out awesome and great. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better day in terms of weather, in terms of people, in terms of all the things that happened there. And it was it was spectacular. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to look at it, I guess, that that 30% led to the final result of what your wedding was. So obviously yeah. it's crap, but uh, glad to hear that it ended in a, on a positive note because, geez, that would that would, sullen, that would sully my year, you know, just to hear, you know, going into the pandemic. Yeah, okay, not only do I have to find something else to work on and, you know, work, you know, train free people from home, but now also in my personal life, you know, I want to get married to my wife and I can't because they're closing and went bankrupt. But uh, yeah. Anyways, congratulations. That's awesome to hear that you finally did get wedding. Uh, you're, you, sorry, that you finally did get married and that you had your wedding and it was a good ceremony. Um, and obviously the weather is in September is great still. So yeah. And again, personally, I, I, we ended up, we were looking for, we sold our condo. We were selling our condo around the same time. Um, we ended up finding a place, uh, to move into, we found a townhouse. So now we're going to move into a townhouse soon. Um, so it's just like personally, and, and I've said this about 2020 personally, um, you, there've been a lot of po positives, a lot of highs, a lot of great things have happened in 2020 to a lot of people personally, but as a community, we were rocked to our core, we were shook and and we had to like you know hold each other up and, and hold each other accountable and and look to one another as like you know we gotta help each other we gotta like just help each other grow we gotta keep everyone's mental health up we gotta you know keep everyone's physical strength and health up like like we gotta find a way to make everyone good and better like it, it's it's been such an up and down and trying time that it's been so tough that we've all had to look to one another just for like okay how are you gonna help this community and, and just try to lift everyone up. Yeah, I think definitely for 2020, it was great to, you know, I, I've reached out to a bunch of people, um, even just through conversations here and there. I think it's those random conversations, those chances to kind of stand up for people, people standing up for small businesses. And yeah. to be honest, I think what happened was, is now that um, it sounds kind of like a little odd to tie it back to the BLM thing, but I think because of how polarizing the BLM situation was, standing up for black businesses, standing up for, you know, human rights and how people, you know, for people, you know, for the good of the people, I think one great thing coming from 2020 is the camaraderie and the community that was created this year. You know, maybe it was just within your family, locked home, locked home at home with your, your mom, your, your dad and whatever. Maybe it's just you and your wife. Maybe it's you and some friends. Um, for me, it was just myself. So I, my, my camaraderie and community was with myself, but you know, I tried to create what I could through the technologies that was available, but definitely yeah. for me, you know, introducing people into my life and creating that community was definitely big for me. So I definitely agree with you that that was, uh, it was a year of personal growth and personal development for everybody. But, uh, but yeah, so I guess just bring it to bring it to a close then. So leading, leading out of 2020 and going into 2021, as I said, you know, what are your, what do you, what are your hopes for the future goals, aspirations and, uh, and, and finish final thoughts, you know? 
But with, with 2020, honestly, I was glad I was able to sharpen my tools. I, honestly, it, it taught me how to become a better owner of my business, um, a better entrepreneur. Um, it taught me how to really think on my feet and to adapt as much as I could to every type of situation um, and to keep hope alive for not only myself, but for those I'm training, for the athletes and clients that that I'm training to keep their goals in mind, not not just guess what, um, you know, we, we can't have the situation. So we're out completely out of it. No, guess what? There will be a day where things go back to some type of normality and that's something that you remember and you want to be ready. You don't want to be having to get ready. You want to be ready. Um, the one thing I, uh, one quote I've always, I've always like kept close to my heart is, you know, I want to stay ready. I don't want to get ready, you know, for, for what's to come. Um, and, and yeah, moving forward, I, I'm just looking forward to, and, and I'm hopeful for everything that's happening. That's going to come towards working towards our goals, um, training, as, as focused as we are with training, um, you know, my, my website is about to release in, in I want to say less than two weeks. I, I guarantee that less than two weeks because there are only a couple of tweaks I need to make on, on that. So I'm looking forward to my website releasing. Uh, I'm releasing some online programs and, and training that I can't wait to drop soon. Uh, but yeah, and, and, and all the growth, you know, I, I'm glad that I'm on this podcast with my guy, Ryan, because honestly, shoot, uh, he, he could have told me this last year when we started and and at that time, I probably would have known he wasn't going to start it yet. <laughs> at that time, I probably would have known he wasn't going to start it yet. But I, I see, I can see the growth in you right now, Rye. I can see how how far you've come with everything that you've been doing, and I'm proud of you, man. And 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 keep going. I, I'm so proud that I'm that I've been on this on on this podcast with you and and seeing your growth and journey in such a short time. It's only been a year, like you said. So I'm I'm so proud of you, and I'm and I'm glad that you, that and I'm, I feel honored that I'm I've been invited to to be one of the guests. So thank you for that. Man, it's been, it's definitely been a tough road. Um, it's uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, you know, isolating, having, deciding to cut, bring on a couple personal trainers and try to work on that and get things going, investing in my own health, which was massive. Um, that's definitely been a huge part of it. And no, I'm, I'm really glad to be honest. I know you're, you're, you're congratulating me, but you no, know, it's a lot of effort and, you know, having that momentum and that motivation, like I said, that energy from guys like yourself and JC and Jacob and uh, Matt, you know, all of these people are, uh, in my life, I think it's helped out a lot to get me kind of on the wavelength that I needed to be going into 2021. The same way, as you mentioned, you know, sharpen my tools and set a benchmark for the next year so you can move forward and and, and actually be able to do things. So um, I really appreciate you coming on. Again, guys, this is uh, Tyrone Edwards, uh, Optimized Potential Training on Instagram. Please check it out. Uh, he is coming up with a, coming out with a new website, as he mentioned, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But we know sometimes, you know, you know, we're shoot for it, but I know, don't no stress. You know, I think still people will follow you on Instagram. Um, check them out if you are interested, even if you're an athlete, because uh, I know I, there's tons of people I know locally. And I think most people who listen to me are people that local to me. And, you know, if you're looking for personal training, or if you're looking for speed training, or if you're looking for um, even just, you know, that mindset type with athlete, with being an athlete or whatever, uh, I definitely say to check them out. So thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, and um, I definitely, yeah, no worries. So thank you. And also thanks to you guys for listening. Really appreciate you guys listening to me today. Uh, I know that this one was a little bit of a long one. And if you got this far, I'm really happy because it was, we hit some really hard topics. You know, I think, I think obviously it's easy to kind of get caught up because this was such a, a big year and some conversations that are a little bit more succinct. They're a little bit more, um, you know, short and you can, and short and sweet. Uh, and then other ones need to be a 
little bit longer just so we can kind of draw out the the emotions and you know the stuff inside this so thank you very much for listening to the podcast um tune in next time we'll definitely have another story for this cozy podcast challenge uh from somebody new with a completely different you know personality lifestyle all that stuff so please check us out uh and thanks again hear you guys next time Thank you.